Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Psalms, and uh, we've been having this study, you know, we've been going through these songs of the night and talking about how the book of Psalms was written as songs, how holy fathers of old would get on their knees and mothers and and uh, God's children would find themselves on the knees worshiping in honest, uh, heart-filled praise and worship and and singing out these Psalms to God, and we've had this wonderful opportunity to go through 148, tonight we're on the hundred. Uh, this morning we're on the 149th Psalm, looking about how God can help us, how things can go on, and and that's pretty cool. With me, as always, is my friend Stephanie. We were just talking about uh, probably the best method to get rid of COVID brain is to add caffeine brain to it. But then I realized <laughs> that caffeine brain and COVID brain mixed together uh, may put you in a place of having to have a cautious brain. And, there was a, <laughs> and, uh, and Or even a callous brain. And I don't know... I, I don't know how many more C's I could come up with here without thinking, but there were a We're lot of C's. COVID, see, the COVID caffeine collision is affecting you already. <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you, I think COVID brain only allows for so much thinking at any given time. I agree. Yeah. It's like your brain, without you even realizing it, goes into overload, and suddenly you're like completely spaced out going, what was I just doing? Where am I? What's my name? Yeah. It's, it's Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you got in your car and you, you get ready to drive or something. You don't know where you're going. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I'm staying close to home. And, and uh, But I'm looking forward to Friday. Friday, I'm totally cleared by everybody in the entire world to go out. I've been doing a little walking around the neighborhood, staying away from people, trying to get a little bit of fresh air, getting out in the sun. And uh, I've got to tell you, that feels good. It feels good to get out of the house. Even with COVID brain, it feels like you're a little more alive, like you're getting a little more oxygen. I don't know. It just it just feels good. It's like the complete opposite of wearing a mask on an airplane over there where you're, uh, you don't feel like you're getting any air at all. But anyway, enough of the negative juju. And mm-hmm. and uh, so we, we got to have a great time. We were telling you guys a couple of weeks ago at, at uh, Camp Joy, Stephanie spent the last couple of weeks at Southland Christian Camp. She came home in the middle to have ladies' conferences, and so we've been really busy. We're getting ready to go back down to Pensacola Christian College here in a few weeks, and we continue on. So keep us in your prayers as we go through those things. So, Stephanie, you have from 5 to 16 now. So the ages of your kids as we record this podcast are 5, 7, right? 5, mm-hmm. 7, 9, yep. 10, and then we would have 11 till he has his birthday in November. So he's still 11. So Hudson's still 11. And, uh, and so then of course you have Steffi right after that, that turns 11. Right. And, and so then you have Joe at 13. Is he 13? Yeah. Yep. Joe's yep. 13. And, uh, and, and no. Charles is 14, but he'll be 15 in November. That's what I was just thinking. He's getting ready to make yep. the move. And Daniel's already made the move a couple of weeks yep. ago to 16. 
Yeah. So wow, that's a lot of birthdays right there. That's like, <laughs> and you have a you have they're all lumped up. It seems like in uh, in the fall, well, there's a lot of fall yeah, birthdays. A lot of them, yeah. I only have fall winter. I have one uh, two springs. I have a March and April, and then I have Emmy, the baby. She just pulled a pulled a summer deal, which I was which I was great with. Um, but then the other five are all in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. And then Stephanie's Christmas Day, and that just is the best thing ever. It is. It is. What a present. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're on Psalm number 149, and we're doing this. You might be a knucklehead if segment. It's the not knuckleheaded moment. We do this knuckleheaded segment for your benefit. We do it so that you won't be a knucklehead. And, and Stephanie, what do you have for us today? You might be a knucklehead if. Well, Doug. <laughs> you might be a knucklehead if you forget what you were going to say 10 seconds ago. No, um, you might be a knucklehead if, you know, you've been listening to these podcasts and you come away from the end of this week feeling dejected and you're not praising God for who he is in your life. There it is right there, folks. It doesn't get better than that. Here we are talking about praise. Today we're going to talk about praise and worship. Um, and uh, it's yeah, you know, I think it's time. I think we need to be there. So I wanted to recommend a book. I'm going to go back to food. I've been trying to stay away from food because I have no taste. You know, I eat an M&M. It's like eating eggshells with something in there that crunches like it's a peanut and chocolate in there, but you can't taste it. It's freaking me out, man. I miss food. I miss good old fashioned flavorful food. And, I know. It's a trial. It really is. Man, you brush, you know, I can goggle with Listerine for like 75 <laughs> seconds and swallow a little bit, and I don't even know it's Listerine. <laughs> and uh, it's, I don't think it's that funny, but uh, so anyway. So, you describe it. You know, we've, those of us who have had it have been there, but we wouldn't think to describe it. <laughs> I guess mine was just as bad talking about being killed by carbon monoxide and never knowing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty bad segment, right? I considered, you know, I could, every once in a while I consider deleting something, you know, but I I never do, you know, and I considered deleting my buddy there who had the third bump on his chest. I considered deleting that, but, but the peeps, the peeps would never know. I think people got to understand there's folks out there with three bumps on their chest and that something, something, something needs to happen. We want people to get better. It's about, it's about, you know, letting go of the bitterness and finding the betterness, <laughs> finding the lighter side of yourself. You know, we're never going to, we're never going to heal until we're just all in. The COVID we, is coming through. I just want to point that out. The COVID brings go in right now. The COVID thing is real, my friends. The COVID <laughs> thing is real. The only good thing about it is you, you don't smell the bad smells, you know? So uh, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, there's got to be some goodness that comes out of that. I mean, you got to, you got to look for the good if you don't, you know, you could be all sweaty and BO smelling and stuff. You don't smell it. It's like, it's like, I smell good. Praise God. You know, I don't know. I still want you to know that I put on my underarm deodorant and brush my teeth and do all the daily things that are involved (laughs) in me. I do use foot powder. I've used it since 1978 without missing maybe a day or two here that I haven't put foot powder on. I am a clean specimen. So smell I'm talking about, I'm talking about other people. I'm not talking about, I don't know. How did we even get going with smells? 
It's because of this COVID brain. <laughs> and I forgot. Oh, did I did I recommend a book or something yet? What what did I do? Where are we with this process? Oh, no, I think there has been any food. Well, wait, you were talking about not tasting food. Yeah, but I don't think you've recommended. No, I can't recommend food because it bums me out. It takes me to a bad place. It makes, it makes me live in darkness. Anyway, so this guy, J.E. Adams, or J. Adams, was like this Christian consular extraordinary. He took Debbie and I out to eat a couple of years ago down here in uh, Simpsonville. He, he used to live, he, he went to heaven last year. He used to live like out in Fountain in uh, South Carolina, about 40 minutes from here or whatever. But anyway, we all went out. We talked about what we were doing with PTSD and the books and things of that nature. And he wanted to encourage me on. And he was a, it was a great blessing to talk to him. And I, I found it really good. And, but I, I think that, uh, uh, I think that one of the greatest things he left us was books. So anything by Jay Adams. Uh, I like the case book for those of you in college and stuff. The Christian Consular case book, case studies. Uh, I'll tell you, I think it's very important that you have case studies and case books and things of that nature. So if you're looking to do case studies, uh, you want to go with Jay Adams. And the overall book I'll recommend is Competent to Console by Jay Adams. And that you don't need to case study books for. You can find all that stuff on Amazon. His books are everywhere. His, uh, he had a publisher named Zondervan. So make sure you check that out. So now we're on Psalm 149, Stephanie. And Psalm 149 is just a uh, just a quick psalm, but it's all about worship. There's so much in here we need to learn. What a great Friday. We get to go right in Psalm 149, one of the great ones, one of the best ones. And, and uh, here it says, Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let him praise his name and dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them the judgment written this honor have all his saints praise ye the lord you know everything that we do in church and everything that we do in life the most important part of that is worshiping god it's taking that praise and putting it to work. We, we see that in John 15, 5. As, you know, that local church, that worship time is so important. I know some people kind of freak out. And we're talking about just getting right down and singing to God and worshiping and loving him and praying him. And we're not talking about crazy music. But whatever worship music brings honor and glory to God is what we're talking about. So, you know, and the other thing is we have to learn this worship, Stephanie, because we're going to be doing this forever in heaven. You know, we, be, we better get used to this corporate worship at church and, corship, you know, corporate worship and worshiping together at families because we're going to be doing this young, old, different, weird, fat, skinny, uh, mm -hmm. three bumps on your chest. You're going to be even, worshiping God. Yeah. Okay, thanks. What did I say? No, I'm, you, you classified me as chubby. So as long as I can be chubby and praise God. 
When did I classify you as chubby? Last night, but it's okay because it's the truth. And it reminded me to stay to, on my diet. So it was a good oh, thing. Oh, man, now you're making me sound bad. Emmy was calling no. you a name, and I said, your mom is not. And and see, so now you, you're putting it. We got to put this out here now. <laughs> now it looks like I'm some, some type of narcissistic no. abuser. I was teasing you. Oh but the peeps God. don't know that. So, you know, oh, now. I'm sorry, peeps. Now I I'm just... going to get like 25 messages from people. <laughs> Why are you picking on Stephanie? I didn't pick on Stephanie. Ste Stephanie comparison. calls herself fat. Emmy was messing with her because Stephanie always calls herself fat. That's right. And I told Emmy she's not fat. She might be a little. Chubby. What was the qualifying word there? A little chubby. But she's not <laughs> those words, but that's okay. I'm not bitter. I promise. It seems like you're bitter to me. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna be upfront with it. I, I'm detecting a root of bitterness amongst us, and I see what you've did. You've turned around Psalm 40, one forty nine because it's talking about singing to God and singing praise. And you knew I was gonna bring up you and liberty, but what you did. You've turned that completely around on me. It was brilliant. <laughs> and you made me the bad guy and made you and Liberty somehow look good through this. I, the, that part I will repent for in dust and ashes because I don't ever want to make you look like the bad guy. But I thought the rest of it was pretty brilliant. Okay. All right. I agree. But coming, <laughs> coming right out of here so we can change the subject quickly. Right there in verses 1 and 2, it's talking about worshiping the Lord, but not only worshiping him, uh, but doing it in a way that's intelligent or doing it in a way that we're intelligently involved at church or something. We're doing this in a way that brings, we're not just, oh, praise him. We're, we're praising him. It's our whole body. It's our whole soul. Praise him, you the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Uh, praise, boy, I, I'm reading the wrong verse. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. His praise in the congregation say, let Israel rejoice in him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in the king. We're letting more in. We're, we're letting lots of people in. This isn't just something that we're doing weirdly or freakishly or something like that. We're just doing it. And then I love those next two verses. I'll come back to you, Stephanie. But we praise him fervently. Look what it says. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, ye, ye heavens of heaven, and ye waters that be above the heaven. It's uh, praise him fervently with everything. Praise him collectively, corporately, altogether, seriously, intelligently. I mean, this is some pretty good stuff here, Stephanie. We're praising him. We're all in. Yeah, well, and I love how it says um, in verse 2, it says something, you know, I, I think how we train our, and obviously this is perspective because of where I am in life. Um, but we saw this in the last Psalm where, where specifically children are mentioned in relation to praise. And then verse two says, let Israel rejoice in him that hath made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their King. And I understand that that term is encompassing, but anytime God uses that word children, it makes my ears perk up because I'm a parent and I've got a bunch of kids and what does God, what's something God's looking for in kids. And if we, we are training our kids one way or another, okay. In, in relation to praise. But if we get our children involved in praising our God, if we get our children, you know, do we present Christianity to them as this somber 
sober. We never smile. We're dejected. We're always holy. So laughing is not permitted. And um, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are we projecting praise? What are we portraying praise as to our children? Because it will influence them the rest of their lives. And if God takes pleasure in praise, how much more does he take pleasure in the praise of children? And to understand if we can come with that, you know, children praise, they worship out of a simple childlike faith. And that's what God wants us all to have. And so that, that really challenges me this morning of, am I teaching my children to praise God the way that it's going to bring joy to their lives? It's going to lift their burdens as children. Am I teaching that to the kids I teach? Um, are we emanating the praise of God so that those around us are encouraged to do the same? Not because of who we are, but because we're all praising and glorifying God together. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when we're looking at, obviously, we're, we've built from praise to this corporate worship to everybody being all in, to families being in, to heaven being in, to priests being in. And, 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 you know, we wrap up here in 6 through 9 to let the high praises of God be in your mouth and the two-edged mm-hmm. sword in your hand. This is uh, talking the high priest back then, our pastors today, to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. It talks about this being an honor. Mm-hmm. So we worship him almost or definitely triumphantly. You know, when we worship God, we're doing it as uh, from a position of victory. When we're mm. when we're praising God, we're not praising God from a loss. We're praising God from we get to worship God. We get to praise God. We we want our victory here. We we get to spend eternity in heaven. This is a great thing. And yeah. you know, far too often, like you say, we've got stale and we we've got negative. And you know, I was raised in in. Uh, rituals and religion and there was no smiles and there was no joy and honestly I'm not sure if there was any God there but I do know this we serve a triumphant wonderful God and we need to worship him that way you know this this isn't out of ignorance this is out of intelligence this is out of our fervence to please God to bring it to a new level to uh to fervently be out there to be all in and then we worship the Lord gratefully and if you look at uh, verse number five there, it's, it's so important that we understand, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. We, we're grateful about this. We, uh, this is an honor to do this where we, you know, we want to all be in. And then that triumphant, the, when we worship God, we're worshiping a God from a position, our God, from a position of victory, from a position of salvation, from a position of healing, from a position of getting better, from a position of marriages that are healed, from a position of being pretty glad with what we have in life and looking for the positives and knowing that the greatest positive that any Christian will ever have in their life is, is our Father, uh, <laughs> you know, the Father, Son, and Holy God ghost and taking care of us and loving us. And there's triumph in that. There's a great victory in that. So we need to worship God in victory. We need to, we need to take our game up to a new level. This isn't something that I'm doing, you know, far too often when I was in the army, people did just what they had to do. 
you know, we'd go out and do the PT test in the morning. I can't tell you how many years I would show up uh, twice a year to do our physical training test to make sure we were in the physical fitness level the Army wanted us to go in. And I can't tell you how many times I showed up negative and, you know, with my head dragging off the ground, you know, my face bleeding because it's been dragging off the asphalt and <laughs> just being all messed up and no joy and, and, and how sad that was. And then starting to show up and realizing, hey, I got this. I'm in shape for this. I train for this every day of my life. Except mm. for Sundays, I'm always training to be ready for that. I'd go out there shouting and laughing and encouraging people and running like crazy and doing so many push-ups that your arms hurt and doing so many sit-ups that they couldn't keep up with you or going so fast. And, and if I can do that for the Army, if I can have that much joy in knowing that what I'm doing is right, I better find that with God so much more. I better yeah. find a triumph in my worship. I better find something intelligent in my worship, not just something I'm throwing together for God. I, I, there better be some fervency in what I'm doing. I better be overwhelming. I better be boiling over with the Holy Spirit of God in my worship. I, I better be bo uh, boiling over with, the, with that triumphant knowing that God has done something for me, and he's left this local church for me, and he, he saved me. And, I mean, we need to find that, Stephanie. We need to, that needs to be part of us. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to it consume us. If I can use that term, praise should consume us because when we're worshiping God as we ought, we'll worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness, fear before him, all the earth. Yeah. When you're praising and worshiping God as you ought, it will encompass you and it will be a driving force in every realm of your life. And it needs to be. And, I, and, and folks, when we miss this point, when this is missing from our life, the whole relationship's not there. Mm -hmm. You know, when joy leaves a marriage, it's not there anymore. You know, when, yeah. when you lose that love and feel and when you're, uh, when you're not hanging together anymore, when you're not enjoying one another's company, when it just, when you're just going through the motions, it stinks. Well, add to that all this much more with, with God, we're just going through the motions. That's a terrible thing, man. We want more than emotion. Hey, you want to heal brethren? You want to feel good? You want to get rid of the hurt? You want to get rid of the pain? Praise God. Praise him. Worship him. Worship him intelligently. Worship him with fervency. Worship him gratefully. And worship him with the great triumph that he gives his believers, his followers. That's where we're at today. Well, Stephanie, I think that this has been a great week. I'm glad it's a Friday. I'm glad our peeps out there go to work and maybe have the weekend off. I hope you do. I hope you show up in church this weekend and continue to find victory in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're always concerned that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. So please listen to everything Brother Eric has to say this morning. Listen to every word. It's so important that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. We love you. Say goodbye, Stephanie. Bye, y'all. Have an awesome weekend. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, 
you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.